0: life full of fun seems to be the ideal Mm, The good life lets you hide all the sadness you feel
1: Welcome to Packers Without board. ¡The greatest podcast on the planet! Bienvenidos Empacadores Sin Fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay.
2: Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life. Dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go!
1: Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. When you need a nice refreshing beverage, think full sail brewing brought to you by me the,
2: uh, the only news is is that he's supposed to make a decision by March 16th that's the that's the only news so he's this is far 2.0 and you know what i uh, go stay I'm, I, I i i can't i can't listen to this anymore why do we have to go through this drama can't we just be terrible like the bears <laughs>
1: The problem is it's going to be it's going to be after the deadline that the Packers need a decision by to make decisions on these other players. And based on Goody's comments, it seems like they are hellbent on keeping Adams, even if it means franchise tagging him and trading him. Right. They're not going to let him walk for nothing, basically, is what they're saying. No, you, we can get quite a boatload of picks for him and
2: uh, rejuvenate, just like I predicted, rejuvenate our wide receiver core and keep a lot of money. <laughs> you
1: know, in looking at the prospects in the draft, because I started looking at certain players that I like, I did a few on pff.com. If you just go to pff.com slash mock, for free yeah. you can go in there. I mean, we have the subscription for it and you can go more rounds than than normal, but you can yeah. go in there and do the first 3 rounds just to get names kind of in your head in terms of who's going to be falling somewhere in that area where the Packers are going to be picking. And there is a little bit of news with this because I'm starting to believe more and more that the priority is Rodgers. And as much as Adams is also a priority, obviously priority number one is Rodgers. So they're starting to interview at the Combine. They've met up with a couple wide receivers. Uh, the first one was Chris Olave. So Chris Olave, who might not even make it to us, to be honest with you, just in terms of how he's going to perform. Olave um, is from Ohio State. The dude is one, 188 pounds. So he's not a big wide receiver, right? He's more of that slot wide receiver Um, just quick off of the ball and his prospect grade on NFL.com, because you know, you have all of the different sites. The combine's run by the NFL. So I'm going to try to look at these stats with the next gen stats, right? They look at the, the the RAS score, which is the relative agility score or relative athletic score for each player, right? And that's the Packers hang their hat a lot on having guys in that above nine range in terms of athletic ability with players. And it yeah. seems like it's worked out for them, even though we haven't drafted a wide receiver in the first round, right? In a really long time. And it frustrates Packer fans, but the comparison for Olave is Terry McLaurin and they do project him as a starter after two years. So like after everyone, two years, yeah, but that's what, that's what Devonte Adams was the, the rarities that are the Justin Jeffersons of the world, the Jamar Chases of the world, those are picks that are coming that should be top 10 picks, right? I mean, Jefferson started falling down the board. We made a run at him and didn't make it. But the cool thing about this guy is it seems like all of the players that they're looking at are very good route runners. Right. So they're not looking at size anymore, like because we know they're probably going to keep Lazard. They're going to have their Speedster and MVS. I think they're going to make a concerted effort to keep those guys on the team because you can keep them on the cheap, especially if Adams isn't there and then retool in the draft with a couple of players. So his strengths are that he is buttery smooth mode of operation, able to do buttery smooth. Buttery smooth, baby. That goes with my toast joke. <laughs> I haven't seen it buddy I haven't seen it the but. rye
2: toast you didn't see that no i rogers I had rye toast the oh. uproar about rye toast even Pack daddy was like you know rye toast is pretty good i don't know why everybody's so upset
1: about your joke dude the best rye on the planet is russian rye bread and it's not oh, yeah. a joke, and I'm not saying it because of the conflict. I'm just saying, ever since I grew up, my dad always bought Russian rye bread. It is fantastic for sandwiches. It is so good, better than yeah. the dark rye and that. This is – it's good. So, buttery smooth, able to jab and juke, buttery. press doors opens, which means he's good off of the line, right? He's able yeah. to good off of press coverage. Top-end speed creates vertical opportunities. We're going to see how – so, just – during the combine let's see how he performs right because they interviewed him and there was a lot of interest between both sides glider with ability glider with ability to route coverage up which i think means he can throw himself open on routes is the way that i'm reading that he can run himself open yeah yeah right yeah he's burst of separation at all three levels able to sit and settle quickly for hitch and curl Alters weight and direction for balanced route turns. This is this all sounds like Devonte Adams and what he has perfected to this point, right? All of these things that we're talking about the route running the press coverage being quick on that first step adjust speed to ball flight. I think is critical in terms of his strength, because how many times have we seen Aaron Rodgers just be a little bit off and not be able to connect with MVS consistently? So apparently this guy has an eye for spotting the ball, knowing where it's going to be, and either slowing down or speeding up based on the ball being in the air and airtime adjustments. That That is going to be huge if he's going to be taking the outside, right? Opposite of Adams or not especially, Adams. Especially when Jordan Love is throwing to him. Absolutely. At some point, right? It's it's possible. We know that Rodgers is either going to be on the team or retire. That seems like.
2: And, you know, Mitch Trubisky apparently is getting a ton of fucking looks because the draft class this year for quarterbacks isn't very good. This might be the time to
1: move love. I hope. I hope. I hope that Trubisky goes to Minnesota. Oh, wouldn't that. (laughs) Oh, that would just be the greatest. That would just
2: be the greatest. And then Captain COVID goes down and in comes Trubinsky.
1: Again, and back to Olave, ball skills feature plus focus in well-timed sudden hands, which means again, when the ball's in the air, he adjusts well, scrambles with quarterback extremely well. And finally, blocked two punts during his career as a gunner talent. So he's got that special team's, Gunner mentality. I like this guy. The problem is there's a lot of the scheme that he played in is what played to his strengths, which is what I'm assuming Matt LaFleur would do. But they're saying that you kind of he has to be within the system, which we've seen that the Packers have a tendency to do, right? They draft for a specific role on the team, not the position, just the position itself. They focus on, we see this with the tight ends. We have a blocking tight end, we have a route running tight end, we have a wide receiver that is a speedster. We have a wide receiver that can be wide open all the time. We're missing that slot receiver and we need to make up for the mistake that we did on Amari Rogers. And I hate to call him a bust already after one year, but I was expecting a lot more from him, but they're just saying that, you know, we're looking for somebody to replace Randall Cobb, somebody who can play special teams on a consistent basis as a second or third wide receiver more than likely on the team so it's really good he's an interesting prospect I really liked what it was his score overall just to kind of give everybody background in terms of how they score these prospects right nobody's going to get a 10 that's just obviously I guess it's impossible to get a 10 it seems like the the healthcare system in the United States but uh An eight is a perfect prospect seven point, basically mid sevens is going to be an all pro low sevens is pro bowl talent. Six, seven to six, nine is a first year starter. Now, Olave is a 6.96, which means he falls into the boomer bust potential category, not necessarily a first year starter, but a contributor who has a chance to be great. That's, that's Olave. So take a look at that guy's combine. Once we see that we'll, we'll hit him up. So I don't, I don't like to
2: put our finger on anybody until after the combine, like we said before, right? The combine really opens up the doors for a lot of these guys. I know when a lot of uh Bucky, Bucky Brooks has got us. Uh, uh, we picked 28. He says, we, we take uh, Devonte Wyatt, uh, Georgia defensive tackle. Uh, energetic interior defender boosted defense. I, I agree. But at the same time, how many times, seriously, how many times did you watch the draft and the Packers took the guy that was projected to be taken?
1: Never, but the yeah, one, right. Time, maybe never. Eddie, maybe Eddie Lacey. Eddie
2: Eddie <laughs> right?
1: One guy right. that we all wanted on the team that ended yeah. up getting drafted Aaron Jones for me was one, but not because I'm this huge draft nerd. It's because he went to UTEP. I saw him yeah. play at UTEP and I really wanted that dude on the team. Cause I could tell that he was going to be drafted, right? He wasn't an early draft guy and look, they, they hit on him. So you can see that. That was kind of the, the M.O., right? Be- the big difference between Gutekunst and Ted Thompson in their regimes, other than pushing out money, which we're not going to talk about at this point because we're not good with it, but it's apparently that's what's going to happen. But the biggest difference that I see is that Ted Thompson was fantastic at late round picks, right? Those four to seven range picks where he just – Unless they were DBs. Well, but he kept hitting it, at- <laughs> right? Right. But his first, his first round picks, <laughs> for the most part, were not very good. And Goot has shown us a propensity to be very good at the top of the draft. And now after seeing Myers and these guys starting to come in on the offensive line on the back, and seems like he's much better at, at evaluating talent throughout the draft, which is why we're in the conundrum we are with having to pay all these players, because he's done such a good job the last three years with the draft, right? Where these guys are coming up to contracts, including – the Ted Thompson regime of the guys that actually hit that are on the team that are now pro bowl L, pro bowl caliber players that we need to pay. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Uh,
2: I think not everything we believe is going to happen is uh, going to happen uh, the way we want. And uh, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm just real tired of this whole drama. Like, uh, the spotlight's been on this uh, SLB since uh, draft of last year, and he won't. It's been a full year. And, like, it's enough's not... enough. Enough's How enough. It's we... the Green Bay Packers. It's not the Green Bay Rodgers. There's many other stars that are on the team. We don't need the league MVP to win the Super Bowl 83% of the time. You don't need them. I mean, at some point, we're going to get tired of this, folks.
1: Well, I think people are tired of it, including the reporters in the room, you know, asking booty right? legitimate questions in terms of where are you with this? Because we're tired of hearing the chatter outside of the organization from people who have no clue what they're doing, throwing out these pretty much outrageous claims, right? That, oh, it's happening today. It's not happening today. Rogers is getting traded. And the thing is, he's such an enigma that he's always drawn attention before early on in his career, after he started kind of taking off, he was the darling of the NFL, just kind of like Josh Allen and Herbert. And now Burrow are right where there's an ultra focus on these, on these elite players, but you don't see Joe Burrow out and about opening up his mouth the way Rogers decided to start doing this this year. But look, I'd be more concerned about the Kyler Murray situation and what's going on there. Right. The guys. When your
2: agent comes out and releases a statement that says that he wants to stay, that means he does not want to stay.
1: Right. right?
2: That means he's made his, he's made it clear. He wants out of there. And now you've got Larry Fitzgerald's dad going, he's spoiled and he won't, he won't be humble. He won't this and that JJ. Watt, If you listen to this podcast, let me ask you something. When are you going to go to a contender? I thought you were going to a contender. And secondly, we don't want JJ Watt on the Packers, right? The Packer fans, we they do this all the time. Oh, this guy's being released. We don't want that guy. Remember when players are getting released, it's because there's something they're not doing that's making that team happy. Right. You don't get rid of – they wouldn't get rid of J.J. Watt if he was performing and doing everything he's supposed to be doing, right? That, that's not the issue. That's uh, The issue with J.J. Watt is, is he's injured. He's injured all the time.
1: We saw this with Bulaga and Nash releasing him. A great player, played four games, started four games for, for the Chargers. And Kyler Murray, the problem with, with him is he's asking for money – that he has not earned yet. Who who should you pay first? Has he done more than Lamar Jackson at this point? Is he more than Lamar Jackson? No. no and everybody no. is on Lamar Jackson. Everybody forgets that Kyler Murray got injured last season. We injured him, and he missed a boatload of games. Why are you going to pay a quarterback coming off of an injury who's really not proven anything, right? Have they won in the playoffs? Have they done anything? And the criticism continues to be on Rodgers. And that's, I think, the frustrating part for all of us. It's going to be nice for me to take a break from Twitter for 40 days. And you can keep me up to date on whatever's going on there. Obviously, I'm going to still be involved um, in, in Packers news. And if there's anything that we break, hopefully we can have a nice little pod talking about how he's coming back. But with Rogers, what do you expect? Now, Crystal Ball, with everything out there and trying to piece all of this information together, what is it that you're expecting to happen? And let's kind of do a little prediction time, and then we can stop talking about it until there's actually news. But what's your prediction?
2: Uh, A letdown. That's my prediction, a letdown. All of this so far has been a complete letdown. All of this has been – none of it has been – I'm a team player and the team wants me and the team, this, and the team, that it's all been, I, 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 and I'm done with I, 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 am just done with it. I'm just, I'm just tired of it. And I know some people, Oh, sacrilege, Oh, hall of fame, this and that. You know what, if this is what involves keeping hall of fame quarterbacks past their, you know, uh, their 14 years or whatever, then I'm done with these hall of fame quarterbacks that all of a sudden, oh, I retired. No, I'm not retired. Oh, I'm retired. No, I'm not retired. And then here's another one. Oh, I'm not going to this team. I'm not going to this team. I'll make a decision this week. I'll make a decision last week. Enough, enough, enough. You know what, what if the team makes the decision for you? That's what you've got to, at some point, Right, you've got Mark Murphy and you've got Gutenkoos sitting in the office, and they're going sooner or later.
1: And Russ Ball
2: and Russ Ball, sooner or later, we got to pull the trigger here. We can't sit around waiting for an if, and, or maybe, especially now the deadline is March 16th. Come on, man, you're screwing with a whole bunch of potential players that we could be recruiting and trying to get on our team with either A, the money that we would have because you're not coming back, or B, the fact that you are coming back and they want to play with you. And instead of being able to get out there and, and talk to everybody before deals are being made, you handcuff the team. And then you sit back and stand behind the, the oh, well, I don't have any weapons. Well, you're taking 90%, you're, you're taking 30% of the goddamn cap, and then you're waiting and dragging your feet until everyone's signed. And then you go, okay, I'll play. Well, who the hell have we got left? guys that are selling cars for crying out loud and guys that are either past their prime and too expensive or guys that are just plain too expensive. Rogers enough. It's time to grow up. Put your big boy panties on. What are you going to do? You're going to go play in the clay with Shailene and her mom. And you're going to go live because, because nobody tracks what Joe Montana is up to nowadays. Nobody's following around Eli Manning, wondering if Eli Manning is going to have, what is he going to have for breakfast? Nobody does that. So the spotlight's about to come off of you, son. Now, how do you want people to remember you? Do you want people to remember you like they remember Brett Favre sending dick pics and retiring six, six different times and then in a different jersey? Do you want people to remember you doing stuff like that? Or do you want people to go, you know what, that Aaron Rodgers, he's a stand-up guy. He played his ass off. He did this and that. Just couldn't get it done. I mean, yeah, you won back-to-back MVPs. Win 10 more MVPs. Go ahead. Win 10 more MVPs. Just stop tugging with this horse crap. Like make a decision. Shit or get off the pot.
1: See, Let's I've settled in, I've settled in to this is my mentality, right? You chose violence. I am I'm
2: just I'm just tired. Is, no.
1: I know you are tired. and everybody's tired not everybody some people are regardless of what happens it's it's they're Rogers fans and it's a larger contingency than than we want to admit but where I land with this is regardless of when the end is going to come for this team right regardless it could be next year it could be the following year it could be, there's going to come a point where we're going to have to rebuild it's either going to be 2023 or 2024 whether Rogers is on the team or not. I am mentally prepared for that. I'm going to trust the team enough to know that, yeah, they're, they're doing things that are out of character for the team and something that we're not used to, but we've also had the blessing and the curse the way that you're kind of stating it of having two back-to-back hall of fame quarterbacks over the course of 30 plus years, most fans, Nowadays, or not most, but a majority of fans don't know anything other than Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. I mean, you're talking about basically anybody born in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s only know winning. And I don't mind those losing seasons. I, not that I did not, not that I enjoyed them any more than a winning season, what we've done these last couple of years, but I have prepared myself mentally just looking at as much as we say the cap is fake. It's not necessarily fake. What you're doing is like all these void years that I had never heard about until last year. Right. Why is it that teams or we never heard about void years on players contracts um, up until last year, but all that's doing is delaying the inevitable. And yeah, I want Aaron Rogers on the team. Why? Because he gives us right now the best chance to win a Super Bowl but it's also mortgaging the future of the team. And that's what's well, concerning. That's, and I'm not good with
2: that's, that's exactly it, man. I mean, let's, let's be realistic. Okay. Rogers doesn't come back this year. Do we win the NFC North 150%? Yes, we do. The entire team around Rogers is better than the Vikings, the bears and the lions. So we are playoff bound. We now have a Jones and a Dylan, a two back tandem. That's, arguably the best in the league. We can run behind that and have Jordan love take the check downs and have to just make his throws and and we can make the playoffs or we drag our feet. We wait for Rogers. Rogers comes back. Oh, didn't win it. Mortgage the future. Now we've got to start cutting serious players and do detrimental damage to the team in order to accommodate this guy. This is why I'm so frustrated is because he leaves now. We're going to be okay. We're going to have, we're not going to win 13 or 14 games, but we'll win 10 or 11 easily. We'll win our division. We get two, three years down the road. Now we've gotten rid of love and now we've had to get rid of Adams because we couldn't afford to keep him. And and maybe Stokes, we couldn't keep him and maybe Amos. We couldn't keep him or, or another guy I mean, and another guy and another guy, Campbell, Campbell. Campbell we're, we're cutting all these it. guys to keep them. And then when he leaves, there's nothing left in the pot. They're all gone.
1: Hear me now and believe me later.
2: Listen to me now. Believe me next week. But hear me later, <laughs> right? Like, yes. Come on, man. Come on. You're dragging your feet is detrimental to the team. And sooner or later, it starts to become a business decision.
1: Do not well, the business put decision, the decision the that Packers the Packers have made. Business yeah, the business decision that the Packers have made and. And Goot did talk about every player being standalone, regardless of what Rodgers is going to do, right? Like they're going to offer Adams the best they possibly can. They're going to offer Campbell. They're going to offer Razul. They're going to offer Jair, regardless of what Rodgers does. It's just what it's going to affect more than anything, I believe, is what they tried to target in the draft early or later. And don't be surprised if they draft another quarterback. Don't be surprised if they're because...
2: While Rogers, while Rogers sat on the bench, we drafted Matt Flynn and Brian Baum. Mm-hmm.
1: When
2: when when Favre was a quarterback, we we drafted a quarterback dang near every year. Mm-hmm. This is what you do. This is part of the game. Oh, we drafted Jordan Love. Well, I should just go tits up and, you know, I, I'm just I'm just I'm just done. I'm just done with the drama. Let's let's move. Let's let's let's. Yeah. That's it. No more Aaron Rodgers until he's made his decision. Maybe he'll sit by the moon and some girl with a nose ring will tell him what planet makes him sad, you know, and he'll, 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 he'll forget that, you know, players and and coaches and fans, they all stood behind him and they, they backed him when Favre left. And instead, you know, he's going to pull this same crap that Favre did, man. If you haven't learned your lesson by now, you're not going to ever learn the lesson. Let's move forward.
1: Yep. You know, great players have a tendency because all we see is the regular season. We don't see all of the offseason prep work. Sometimes, you know, the players post videos or show something that they're staying in shape. But in order to play at that level, any sport, and I'm going to reference Tiger Woods. Right. Tiger Woods got had a really a series of injuries, but his back injury that he played on a broken back and played with. It's not necessarily that. And and this translates to the NFL and and professional players is what they have to do in the offseason to prepare for a season and during the season to really stay at that level and stay competitive is exhausting for them. So as much as we see them 17, 18, 19, 20 weeks out of the year. Right. There's all the prep work that goes into it. I can tell you when I when I played rugby, yeah, I mean I was you, you saw me at a game, but I had to run 15 miles a day for conditioning. You know, I had to consume 7800 calories of, of food a day just to maintain my weight. and it gets tiresome and you get exhausted of doing that. and I think that's a lot of what is happening. The, the off season is just really barely started for these guys, right? And the guys who are working out now, the younger you are, the less time you need to recover so they get into their off-season program a lot faster. A guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's about to hit 40 years old, and we know this is 40-somethings. Man, as soon as you hit 40, your eyesight goes and you can't read a pill bottle. You have zero tolerance. It takes you 25 minutes to get out of bed. You want to do exercise, but everything hurts the following day, so you say, fuck it. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And that's where his body is. So I'm, I'm still going to respect that he needs time. And look, it's not like he's not in communication with the team. It's obvious he is in communication with the team. Good has talked about it, but then there's reports that there's no, there's no contract in place. There's a report that there's a contract in place since last year. I don't care. Whatever they decide to do, we're going to follow the Green Bay Packers. We're going to do whatever it is. And if he's there or not there, it doesn't matter. And at some point in 2023, 2024, 2025, whenever it is, we're going to have a down season that we all need to prepare for, which is what we did when we got rid of McCarthy. We had one bad season and we came right back and won the North and we retooled. And now it's been three straight years of dominance. And you can't say otherwise, right? 13 and three, 13 winning seasons, 39 and nine in the regular season. The winning is coach in his first three years is dominance. Don't tell me anything about, and about us floundering the reason that we are 13 and three is not just because of Aaron Rodgers it's because of Matt LaFleur it's because of the players that Goody has drafted and brought in it is a, about the entire team and I think that's your concern and my concern and anybody who really follows a Packers concern and is a diehard Packer fan is it's a team that wins a Super Bowl there's a lot of love with Tom Brady guess 20
2: what? To 22 starters and my issue is one of them is going to drag his feet, and we're going to lose four or even five of these starters while we wait. This is Chris from Nova Scotia, and you're listening to Packers Without Borders with Bruce and Matt. If you like Packers Without Borders, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Spotify, Anchor, and anywhere else. You get your favorite podcast. Don't forget to hit the like button,
1: hit subscribe, and leave us a review. Five stars are preferable. And if you can find us on Patreon as well under Packers Without Borders, please throw us some money so we can continue doing debauchery. Patreon slash Packers Without Borders. Peace! Go Pack Go! It's a
0: great mistake I'm wide awake.
2: Ma, you're listening to Packers without borders with Booth and Matt. See, you'll never take me alive, coppers. Ma. Yeah. Understood. Let's move forward. Let's yeah. move forward. Spring is coming. Spring is in the air. We've got uh, temperatures up here. I don't know what it's like down there. I, I'll tell you. Up here, it is uh, like uh, minus four, close to uh, freezing. But uh-huh. the uh, but the sun is shining and snow is melting and you can see the roads again it's uh it's awesome it's awesome
1: oh no here it's 60 degrees now so the grass is starting to come in a little bit um it's it's looking good it's the the Kentucky 51 is starting to kick in a little bit starting to take over the Bermuda it's starting to look nice to water it let it dry water it let it dry and starting to come in pretty good um but It's also, for me, it's Lent season, Matt. So Lent for me. Yeah. Wow. So
2: explain, explain Lent to me. I've, I kind of know what Lent is. I I mean, I get the premise of it. You give something up for Lent. What is, what is Lent to begin with?
1: So Lent is the 40 days prior to the, the crucifixion and resurrection of, of Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. what he did is prior to that, he spent 40 days out in the desert, no food, no water, did his, his Pe- pilgrimage, right? Peyote, peyote, where okay you he, he was you know approached by the devil, he was challenged, all of those things. So it's kind of you are walking in the steps of you try to mimic his life as much as possible for 40 days. So the idea is what are you going to sacrifice for me? There's a lot of things I could sacrifice, but The biggest issue I have and my biggest addiction right now, believe it or not, is not beer because I can control that. But Twitter seems to be one of those things. that's kind of consuming my life a little bit more than normal. Um, I spend a lot of time on there. Sometimes maybe it's not making me as productive as possible. And you and I talked about this Monday before the pod, but the stars are not aligned for me right now or my family. There's a lot of just just nothing is falling into place. And I need to kind of hit that reset with myself Um, as, as, as spiritual and religious as I am, I'm not as much. And I use COVID as an excuse, but really your relationship with God is personal, right? Or relationship with whatever higher power you believe in is a personal relationship. And I'm trying to kind of develop that. And a lot of it is, is at the center of everything, right? It's, it's God, fam- and Lombardi said this, and, and it's so true even to this day. I mean, it's God, family, and everything else, right? Yeah. And for Lombardi, it was the Packers. That, that was, it was, so for me, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be God, my family, and the Green Bay Packers. So that's kind of the way I've settled in, and I'm going to spend the next 40 days. I'm going to stay off with Twitter I've actually shut and you know, I had already shut off notifications. I'm going to be curious to see after 40 days, what that looks like. I'm not going to check it. I'm not going to do anything. So, so if you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> now
2: is the time to trash Bruce on Twitter and Absolutely. just, just let it go. Did you, see, I, 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 I know you, uh, uh, uh you're, you're giving up Twitter and, uh, that's, that's pretty interesting. The 40 days before, uh, uh, uh the crucifixion, it's interesting. I, um, on our Twitter page for Packers Without Borders, mm-hmm. okay, I've been playing around with this whole breaking news with Aaron Rodgers stuff, right? Yeah. And I said, oh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, bought a new TV. TVs are manufactured in Japan. So clearly he's going to play in the Australian League football, right? Like just nonsense, just a joke, just trying to have fun with it. And so the last, the last one that I did says breaking news. Aaron Rodgers has made his decision about breakfast this morning. It'll be two eggs and bacon, side of rye toast, and orange juice. Read into that what you will. We have nothing per source. Okay? So this yeah. is clearly a joke. Now, on the side note, it got uh, 1,030 likes. Okay? A little over 200 retweets. As you can see uh, right there. Hundred eighteen thousand interactions.
1: Most people, they liked it, right? Why don't we have hundred eighteen thousand people listening to the pod? Come on, what's going on? This is gold, people. This is gold. we'll
2: just we'll just we'll just get uh, our seven listeners to listen a hundred thousand times each. Exactly. So, and then I and then we get we get these idiots that get on here. One guy said, "Okay, what?" Uh, <laughs> I was in a bad mood yesterday I was in a terrible right. terrible mood but you let everybody know that you chose violence. I was like don't away. I was like don't just just don't start right and uh I had uh one gentleman decide to tell me that um uh what did he say he said uh uh here it is sports related content is so unfunny that's what he said right and because I chose violence I went with and your comment wasn't funny as well. Next time, try Walmart aisle five sense of humor. See if one fits. Right? Some of these idiots, right? They just they get on here and they're like, "Oh, here's my opportunity to say something really mean and and really spiteful." And you know, we, we had another another guy who listens. Uh, I don't know if he listens to the pod or not. And he but he asks, "What's it like having?" this toxic relationship with your team. And what's funny is, is he's a Dallas stars fan. And it's like, well, it can't be as bad as that. The last time you guys were relevant was 1988. Mike Madonna. Yeah. (laughs) Mike McDonald. So easy does it. Okay. We can all stand here and say pot, you know, pot, kettle, pot, kettle. We're all black. We get it. We're trying to have a little fun. We're trying to bring a little levity, a little positivity, and like I said in the, in the post, I said, you know what? If you don't like what we say or you don't like the jokes or the lightheartedness, you can mute us. You can block us. You can unfollow us or you can get the fuck out of here. It's up to you. Nobody's forcing you to look at our page. You don't have to.
1: Well, the problem with that is. You have and that's part of the reason that I'm not going to be on Twitter as positive as I try to be with things and pull the good out of people. There's always people that come and attack whatever common is, you know, like I said, much respect for the Ukrainian president who every shot you see the dude is in full Full soldier gear with an AK-47, up with his soldiers up at the front line, saying, "You're not going to invade my country." And it was just a respect kind of tweet that I said, "Dude, I mean, I know why. You know how Ukrainians are now, right? We've all learned how you Ukrainians are." And my point was, now I see why they elected this guy president. Like they weren't going to, they weren't going to elect some jokester that's going to sit in an office behind a wall or in a bunker. The president of Ukraine is going to be a dude that when you invade my country, guess what? I'm on the front lines. That's all I was saying. And, and, I, it's I, and I want to fight for a guy like that.
2: That made me go, how do I get my ass to the Ukraine? I, I want to follow that guy, right? Well, because you you and I, we live in very similar societies, right? Canada and mm-hmm. the U.S., were very similar. I mean, we got a little bit more freedom in Canada than you do in the U.S., believe it or not. But we both have the same conundrum. We have millions and millions of people, and all we can find are these asshats that run the country. We can't find somebody that you can stand behind and go, this is my guy. Look at my guy. Right? For, for you guys, you guys had guys like like Obama. Obama, mm-hmm. and his, he was one of those, look at my guy. Look how, mm-hmm. e- look how educated and what a leader this guy is. We haven't had that here in Canada since probably the, the 60s or even later than that. We haven't mm-hmm. had one of those, that's my guy. Ukraine has got that.
1: That's your guy. They have the leader that they need for what's going on right now in the world. And that's all I was trying to say. And of course, then you have the dude talking like somebody gets on and starts attacking Biden. And then somebody comes in and defends Biden and attacks Trump. And all I responded was not the point of the tweet. Right. Yeah. And I was like, not going to engage. And then luckily – somebody was kind enough to step in and just kind of, sorry, I started this, didn't mean it this way. I was like, you take it on, buddy. I'm just not going to engage with this stuff anymore. And that's the Twitter stuff. I'm trying to get rid of negative stuff, which is really hard on social media. Um, and especially in the off season and the fact that we kind of go off topic because there's not a lot of, of information on the Packers now, right now, it's just regurgitated information from the last year that keeps popping up. Like it's something new. So I try to kind of veer off another way, but yeah, I mean, I just, my, when I told my wife what I was doing, she literally and was like, wow, are you really going to do that? She's like, well, I'm going to have my husband back. Like that was actually kind of a depressing comment where I'm like a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, it was like a jab in the back. Like we have a beautiful relationship, a beautiful family, but so I'm just going to refocus a little bit, figure out stuff that's going on to see if I can kind of change my trajectory in life a little bit. I'm just getting my ass kicked the last couple of months and um,
2: something's not lined up in your universe.
1: Something is. And like I said, it could be so minute,
2: like or Twitter. it could be like like Twitter, right? Or like you've got to stop buying this orange juice. Mm-hmm. Or instead of turning right out of the driveway, you should start going left. Or mm-hmm. it could be something major where it's like you can't be living in El Paso anymore. Or exactly. or you know you, you 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 have to get two more dogs, or you have to get rid of all your dogs. It is something in your life somewhere along that string.
1: I fucked up and I'm going down the wrong path. Whatever it is that I chose to do at some point, I'm paying the consequences of decisions I've made in the past. And possibly it's the fact that maybe I've spent too much time on Twitter. Maybe I've spent too much time not focusing on what I'm supposed to be doing, expecting something to naturally happen, even though, you know, I work my ass off. I focus a lot on everything I've done. I've Again, and I've said this in the past, when you set your mind to something, you can always achieve it. And recently I've set my mind to stuff and everything's falling through because it's stuff that's out of my control. So I need to completely clear the slate, reset who I am, reset yep. my family. Cause it's not just me. I will tell you, there are issues now with, and I, I don't know if my my brother listens every once in a while. He's not a Packers fan, so he doesn't really care too much about the pod. But you know, even my relationship with his wife and my wife are kind of, it's weird. And then my brother-in-law is going through some issues right now with not, not his wife, but kind of, I mean, just financial stuff that he's dealing with. We're coming out of COVID reality, starting to hit a little bit. So I need to reset, go back to who I was before. And that's really what Lent is, right? It's, it's, it's not about the sacrifice. It's about you kind of refocusing and retooling because apparently I, I, over the last year, there were missteps that I made that I'm paying the paying the piper for, and it's time to reset and refocus and do that. And Limitless is actually part of the reason why this has been helping, right? As I go through and I start prioritizing, what is it that I want? What is it that I need? What do yeah. I want to have? What I want to share? What makes me happy? All of these things. All of a sudden, as I start going through, it's just like, yeah, I've kind of veered off of the path a little bit. And there's a lot of positives that have come out over the last year, obviously meeting you starting the podcast is something that's been huge and very therapeutic for me. And I think that's what makes this podcast so unique. If people, the people that do listen to us, understand that we're off the cuff. It's not that we don't prepare because we do, we, you and I talk all week for the talk oh, yeah. what we're going to do. Oh, but yeah. We, we got
2: notes and we got
1: lists, but at the same time, it's
2: got to come out naturally. Yeah. right it, it can't be this structured some of the i mean there's some podcasts i like and you're like oh no at the 15 minute mark this happens at the 20 minute mark this happens blah 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 i i don't like that for our podcast i like mm-hmm. that you know what sometimes we start with the intro sometimes we don't do the intro what do you think of the intro i think i think you and i not doing the intro so much i kind of like the fact that it just starts off that we're talking
1: i don't care I'm good with whatever. Cause that's usually the way it starts anyway. Like we're 15 minutes on before it's supposed to start. We log on. We're just kind of chatting it up. And next thing it's like, Oh fuck, let's hit record. Like that's usually yeah. the way. The pod yeah, starts.
2: that's exactly every, it. every it's, like,
1: it's
2: like, damn, there was some good stuff we said then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, uh, um, we are uh, uh, currently looking for uh, sponsors for the podcast. I know we've uh, said this a few times. I know we run a little commercial in the middle there um uh, about subscribing and that sort of stuff uh, subscribing of course never costs anybody anything you just have to click the little button leaving us a review you just click the little thing on your phone it doesn't do anything to your bank account or anything like that uh if anybody knows of any uh, uh sponsors that would like to sponsor the show um we have uh, uh six or seven listeners a week i think total yeah. no we're over 70,000 listens We're we're, we're not Pat McAfee, but you know what? Maybe we can get halfway there. Maybe we can get halfway there. And that would be quite the accomplishment, right? So if anybody knows of any sponsorships or that sort of thing, of course, absolutely DM us. Send it to PackersWithoutBorders at Outlook.com. All one word, PackersWithoutBorders at Outlook.com. Or, uh, you know, just uh, put a bunch of money in an envelope and uh, send it to my house. That'll work too. Absolutely. (laughs)
1: You know, U.S. dollars. Uh, no rubles. Those are worth nothing now. <laughs> Less than a penny. Yeah. So yeah. the next 40 days, that's part of what I'm going to be doing. It's not that I'm not going to be, obviously the pod is going to be critical to, that's not going to stop, but I'm actually taking the time to put together some sort of marketing brochure that we can present to potential sponsors. Whoa, marketing
2: brochure. Woo.
1: We actually got recognized by Apple now. Like we actually pop up now. When you search us, we actually pop up as one of those, you know, we're we're on the first page, which is really nice. There it
2: goes. (laughs) Only only up from here.
1: Or down. You never know.
2: We've had we we've been pretty lucky. We've had a lot of uh, really good supporters. We've had a lot of people, uh, you know, they uh, they buy our shirts, our, our merch is on T Public. Of course, you can go right to our uh, our uh, Twitter page there, and even on our Facebook, and we've got the link right there. You can buy the merch. Practice without borders. I mean, they got everything: t-shirts, hats, pillowcases, mugs. I mean, T Public will put, put your logo on anything, <laughs> dog diapers, whatever you want, <laughs> right? And we've got, you know, people like Ella and uh, Carla and um, who else bought shirts? I know uh, uh, you bought some, I bought, you know, I, we've had a bunch of people buy stuff. Uh, we've had some pretty uh, interesting guests. We've had, uh, of course, uh, uh, Packer fandoms, Packer uh uh, King of uh, the Packerville uh, Matt Ramage has been on and of course we've had uh, Acme Army and we've had J.J. Uh, Leahy and Pack Daddy and T.J. Wims, uh, actor, stuntman extraordinaire, uh, Mel from Australia who works with the uh, Melbourne uh, football team. Uh, uh, yep. Uh, Chris, uh, uh, my buddy Chris there who is a uh, the uh, trainer for the uh, Winnipeg blue bombers the CFL great cup champion back-to-back great cup champions I mean so so we, we've we've had a lot of Andy, luck
1: UK packer you know there's so many guys and G- Gals, Peter from the UK
2: Colton and Alyssa and Jamie Ooh.
1: and holy smokes there's a yeah, lot there's list. just so many people that we appreciate the shout outs Doran Oh, Soren okay, and Sweden. Okay, and Turkey. Soren, your birthday gifts are fantastic. Those are the best. And I've you Those know you, you already I've celebrated my birthday 96 times this year already. So oh, yep, we're gonna yeah. do a hundred. No, well, I'm <laughs> done. You won't be able to respond to that's it. Right. it's whatever.
2: gonna happen all the time. You're gonna turn on your phone after 40
1: days, It's gonna be one million notifications. Yeah, well, I hope so. That means I probably didn't lose too many followers for not being active. We'll see what happens. You should try and hack of, your account. It's the purge. It's like the purge, right? The There's, purge. Yeah, it's the
2: Twitter <laughs> purge.
1: <laughs> that
2: reminds me, I would love for some of these uh, experts and uh, tough guys to uh, tweet what they tweet to me, but to my face. I would love that one time. One of these guys, it's usually these guys with two and 12 followers. Two to
1: 15 followers is usually the... Yeah. And they're the like, wheel yo, house. bro,
2: I guess you're a Nazi sympathizer. And then you click and you're like, okay, so he's got one follower and he started his account last month. Got it.
1: Right? I did get somebody on the Republican side with one of my tweets that I did. I can't even remember what it was about the Ukraine um, with 236,000 followers try to dig into me and talk about the oh is the invasion how would you feel if Russia put a bunch of troops in Canada and then try to say you know try to defend the wall with Mexico's like yeah because violent Mexicans are coming into the United States and trying to invade whatever you know it's Anyway, whatever it was. And those people just kind of come out of the woodworks and I can't do it. Um, I just, I don't want to do it for a little bit. It's all good. Please understand. I love you. Know,
2: Darwin yeah. promised us that only the smartest of us would move forward. I'm a little upset with Darwin. I mean, there needs to be a little bit more nature selection. I think what we should do is, is, uh, wasn't that COVID? Well, unfortunately COVID just blanketed everyone. I want to target these idiots. I think what we do is we have like that, uh, who's that, uh, your your uh, senator there, uh, Marjorie or whatever, and she's like, oh, I didn't realize I was at a KKK rally, and that's where I spoke. The freaking benefit had your name all over it, okay? Before anyone calls me and says, uh, hello, Matt, uh, yeah, we have an award, and we'd like for you to speak, I would say, oh, really? Oh, who are you guys? That would be the first thing that came out of my mouth. Now, she's got... AIDS and everyone else that that help her out, and not one of them said, Hey, these guys are white supremacists. Bullshit. Yeah. She knows they were, she knows they were, right? Yeah, it,
1: they're we're going through the union, yeah. We're going through primaries right now, so the political attacks and everything are going to be full bore. And just so everyone knows, and I know you're probably the same way, I'm we haven't really talked too much. We even though we kind of try to talk politics, I am not party driven in any way yeah, i voted either. for george bush i voted for obama i you know i've voted for I vote-, vote the man i vote i vote the man or the I woman i vote the leader
2: yeah. i vote the leader right like right now in uh, manitoba we have a uh, premier this would be like uh, your governor okay yeah. she, she heather stephenson right mm-hmm. she's fantastic a couple of things that she uh, you know likes to voice her opinion about makes me go yeah but she's fantastic right we had kim campbell who was uh, the prime minister of canada for a while so we've gone down those routes Mm -hmm. but i always vote the man not the party right right if that leader is a good leader that's who i want i want somebody i can believe and i can get behind if it's not i'm not voting for that person and Like you you look at your state of the union last night and you had those, you had Marjorie and that other one, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Lauren Biden's talking about his son that died and they're heckling him. Biden's talking about changing out lead pipes in schools to make sure children have clean drinking water. And they're screaming at him. Mm -hmm. What is wrong with you? I don't know, man. What is, what goes through your head like, I get you're the Republicans and you're the Democrats and you're, oh, you got to fight. Oh, it doesn't matter. You say left and I go right. It doesn't matter. Come on. You can't agree that clean drinking water for your children is something that that, that is important. That's not something you can agree. Tell me, tell me your argument for no clean drinking water for children. Explain that to me
1: here is what happens with and and this is not me being a political analyst i'm not i I don't i did study political science so i have a general idea of how government works something as simple as this the biggest in in our lifetime i guess what we can say recent lifetime was the attack on obama obama with obamacare right this whole thing about obamacare and the republicans attacking it and trump that was his platform to get rid of obamacare Obamacare was one piece of legislation under what was the Affordable Care Act, which was 100, over 100 pieces of legislation, one yeah. tiny piece, which was, the in, which was the insurance exchange. What's funny about that is the Republicans were attacking that, but the person who actually wrote that was a Republican, was Newt Gingrich and yeah. Bill Clinton in the late 90s. And it just took... 20 years for it to actually come to fruition. And Obama was the one who decided to pull the trigger on it because it was a bipartisan law that passed and they came to an agreement, which is why it passed and it went through. So saying that something is one candidates or another candidates has nothing to do. We're not going to see the impact. We're seeing the impact of what Obama did during the Trump administration, the Trump administration yeah. now. And look, what Biden is going to do is not going to be seen in four years. It's going to be seen once the next president comes in, in line, depending on whether he wins re reelection or not. All of those types of things that come into play. But interestingly enough, it's it's never during their tenure. And I will tell you, look, as much as I hate Trump as a person and he's a complete and utter moron, the economy in the United States was doing very – he did turn around the economy in the United States. What happened is he destroyed international relations, which is part of the economy, so it was not sustainable. And now we're paying the consequences of a non-sustainable economic system And that Biden inherited and is now trying to fix because there was no focus on education. We have – I can tell you. If we're not the worst educational system in in the entire world for a first world country, we're damn near close. And Biden is doing, we're going to put money in this. We're going to put money in defense. We're going to put money in education. We're going to put money in people's pockets because it's a wage war, right? So $7.59 was the minimum wage for basically the longest time. And what Biden did, which backfired because it pissed off corporations and companies was, no, I'm going to give them more unemployment benefits until your business is about to go into the ground. And then you have to pay them more money for them to not want unemployment and have to be sustained by the government. Offer them more than that, and they'll come work for you. And slowly but surely, now people are coming back to work. Why? Because instead of 750, dollars now they're going to be making $14 an hour, which is a normal wage that somebody should make all those types of things kind of fall into place. And I'm not speaking from a completely educated point, which is, I I don't want to trigger anybody saying, well, you said this, this is my personal opinion. What I see is happening. Not necessarily the reality of stuff. Again, like with the Rogers contract, there's everything that goes on behind the scenes and what you, what you feed yourself and what I feed myself is that type of information, which might be the opposite of what somebody else feeds them, which is why we never can have a conversation because I'm willing to go onto the other side and listen to what you have to say, but there's never somebody on that side willing to listen to my, my opinion. It's like, no, I'm right. You're wrong. It's like, hold on. I'm listening to you. Now listen to me. Let's find, maybe there's a middle ground, maybe there's not, but that's what's lacking right now is that type of communication does not exist. And that's with everything, right?
2: A lot of those new senators like that, Lauren and their Marjorie and that they've never been told no in their lives. Mm-hmm. And you can, and you can tell by the way they act in public. Mm-hmm. they are a generation of participation award winners, right? Mm-hmm. Where everyone comes out a winner. They didn't know how to take a loss and and a, a, a be graceful in the loss as well as being graceful in the win. They all celebrated in the glory of a tie. And so they've got nothing to lose, right? Mm-hmm. And so they spit out this nonsense. And they spit out what they think, oh, this is what the people, you should be there working for the people in your constituent. You-, you should be taking care of the people that live in your town, in your area, in your state, in your county, whatever it is, not screaming at the president and heckling him when he talks about his son that died, not yelling at the president and heckling him when he talks about giving children children in America, clean drinking water. Like, I get that, you know, if he says our our policy on corporations, well, you got something to say about that, no, go ahead. But you're talking about, the guy says, wow, it's a sunny day. And they go, screw you, you wouldn't know what sun is. You've taken the sun away from, all right. Yeah. Enough. 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 Come on. All you're doing is just being a mouthpiece. And you know, Abraham Lincoln once said it, and I think of it all the time, it's better to be thought of as a fool than to open your mouth and
1: remove all doubt. Absolutely. And that's, that's just politics in general. And, you know, we, we try, we could talk for two days. Yeah, about how, it, yeah. So Saturday, now that the reason I couldn't do my combine on Saturdays, because my, my daughter had, it was her birthday weekend. So I'm not going to yeah. do that i have been going. waiting for the
2: combine. We've been I waiting. I, I want to see yep. I want to see your 40 time. You can use you can track my 40
1: time with a sundial. Yeah. I'm just gonna <laughs> run. I'm just gonna, you're just gonna see me whip past the screen at some point. What I'll do is I'll probably film it, I'll send it to you, and then you can post it on Packers Without Borders, since oh, I'm not yeah. gonna post it myself, but one of the things that we're going to do on Saturday that I really want to focus on, um, you know, we've kind of prepared ourselves with the limitless series and and Jim quick. Thank you. Shout out to Jim quick, who has been Jim quick. Yep. The writer, the author of the book, um, has been very kind in retweeting our stuff and actually actively participating his, his school, which is basically like limitless university, you know, um, has been starting to follow along and been very nice. I've, I've received some nice messages from them in terms of, you know, keep it going. I know it is not the greatest of courses because I've not taught since 19 or 2002. So I'm trying, but what's going to be cool is if you've set your goals and you've done everything that we needed to do up to this point, the next chapter is actually going to start applying things of on how to apply this to real life. And the first chapter is it's going to be chapter 4 which is where we are in the book it's how to yeah. read and remember this in any book. So There we go. There I'm we super go. excited about this Saturday because-
2: is going to be good. And you if- know what? I'm going to do a combine too. I'm going to do a combine oh, too. Wonder. We'll we'll both com- we'll both we'll have a combine. We'll put the I'll put the videos together, right? We'll put split screen and we'll, we'll what events are we going to do? You know right. what? We'll discuss the uh, we we'll, you know what? what? Let's let let's let the listeners to decide. What events we're going to do? How many events you want to do?
1: So I, I did four events in my first ever combine. And this was actually right. before. Well, it wasn't before I met you. It was right at the beginning, but I did. Yeah.
2: yeah. It was at the
1: beginning of our blossoming blossoming relationship. It was the high jump. Okay. The high jump. <laughs> okay. the so, high I jump. Little, so I put little popsicle steps up on a wall and jumped up and actually marked it. To see how <laughs> I Love it. Love it. Okay. And then the 40 meter dash. Okay. Just run across the screen as fast as you possibly can. And we'll see who goes faster. And then we'll have the broad jump, which is the Jumping stand over your wife. Yeah, if you want to do that, or jump on her, either or. <laughs> or the long jump we can do. So I think it was a long jump that I did not because broad jump is standing jump. And I think okay. running start. So so we got to do the high jump.
2: That's yep. that's it. We gotta yep. do the 40 time. That yep. is those, those two. Okay. Yep. So let's, let's leave the last two up to the listeners.
1: Okay. Okay. I'll put that out there. Put a I'll couple put of and let them vote. And the two highest voter ones will be what we do.
2: Those will be, those will be what we do. And, and we'll, we'll film it. And, uh, and uh, it'll, it should be funny.
1: And the fifth category <laughs> will be, we're going to do five. Okay. Well, yeah. We have to, because my last category was trying to slam three beers, but you, you Oh know, my God. No, so, Oh, at the end of it you know you need to refresh the body with some beverages
2: all right I'm all right? fuck it fuck it I'm in let's do it all right all
1: right. Right. right on brother off Saturday yep off to go get ashes hasta mañana don't yeah. get any on ya yeah. <laughs> Mr. Lasagna <laughs>
2: This has been Packers without borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other
1: and go Pack go. Esto ha sido Empacadores sin fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego.
0: Starry eyed Once I get you up there I'll be holding you so near You may hear Angels cheer Cause we're together Weather wise It's such a lovely day Just say the words And we'll beat the birds Down to our Apulco Bay, it's perfect for a flying honeymoon, they say. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Cause we're together weather-wise It's such a lovely day You just say the words and we'll beat the birds Down to Acapulco Bay It's perfect for a flying honeymoon, they say Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly
2: Let's fly away